Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Hey, it's back from the Black Dahlia murder. I'm Gabriel Boyer. Eric Green from Simple Tour. We're stolen from immolation. We are Gorgasm. This is from Crater. Terrence from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofphantasm.com. The only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorechrist with me as always... Dr. Vincent West. Do you know what, man? This is a, a fun one today we got for you guys. Um, courtesy, we're doing we're doing HBO this time around. Uh, usually we do Tubi. We've been all over the place doing Tubi, Pluto, Amazon. You know, been trying to get stuff. Yeah, with we're. We're going to do our own commercials today, um, you know, from our from our wonderful sponsors, uh, various restaurant chains across the country and beyond, and uh, you know, saying hi to our our dear friend Ernie Hudson at Car Shield and Ice Tea, and you know, we, we want to keep you guys safe and protected out there, especially when you're traveling during this pandemic. You know, to wear a mask and and uh, travel safe with Car Shield. Um, but the film we got for you guys today. Uh, is oh, it's it's already pretty violent, you know. Um, got a a fish head here floating, just decapitated. Very beautiful direction. Um, by uh, Joe Alves here. What do we got? We're watching Jaws three, the three D feature. In nineteen seventy five, he became Hollywood's biggest star. <laughs> And in 1978, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, he resurfaced. This summer, for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. The all-new Jaws 3D, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. I think this movie is incredibly underrated. It's a fun, it's a fun film, and it's as a kid, I was seeing this in the theater was nuts, you know. Yeah, this is kind of like the the revival, I guess, of the 3D shit. Yeah, this was the same year. Uh, Friday three and I think Amityville as well. Amityville three. Hold on, is that the same year? Or was it or was was Friday three maybe been eighty two? Yeah, it's like uh. Uh, so this was a year after that. Yeah, part three was 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 eighty two, and I think that Amityville Amityville was the same year as this. This actually came out. I started, I started, Amityville three, I defend it's own dead, good movie. It is good. It really is, and uh, 
you know, we've done it on here. I think, yeah, the uh, director Joe Alves actually was the production designer on the last two uh, Jaws movies, so him to direct this one's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the whole park thing on this one. Um, and I, I'll just go over the plot here for everybody who hasn't seen this. Do a little backgrounding on here. And we got the... You know, it's cool to see the 3D uh, style here for the credits. I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Super summer movie we're doing. You know, the doctor's got summer every day where he's at. But me in cold-ass Tennessee, it was actually 60 degrees almost all day yesterday over where I'm at. So, uh, yeah, you get a little taste. It's always back and forth over here, just like the people. But anyway... Uh, while following an unsuspecting team of water skiers, a great white shark enters an aquatic park through the closing gates. Meanwhile, Florida announces the opening of the park. New underwater tunnels. Um, Leah Thompson. Yep. Oh, yeah. Leah Thompson. Dennis Quaid's in this movie. There's young Leah Thompson. She's was a was a hottie back in the day, man. But she still looks good to this day. She looks fantastic for her age. Um, which now she is 59. She looks absolutely fantastic. So, um, shout out to Leah Thompson. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this. I do love this movie, though. Two things about this movie I want to point out. Red Lewis Gossett Jr., he was, after this movie, he was in a movie called Iron Eagle, which is the most underrated B movie you've never seen. Iron Eagle. Amazing movie, Lewis Gossett Jr. I fucking love him. Plus, Lewis Gossett Jr. was also in a movie with Dennis Quaid called Enemy Mine, which I really love. Um, around this same era, too. It's an early 80s picture. Uh, another shout out, don't know his name, but the dude that played Manimal, which was my <coughs> favorite me. show when I was a kid, other than Street Hawk. It was a dude that could change into animals and fight crime. He is in this film. He's one of the shark hunters that comes into this film. The uh, Brodies, yeah. Yes, guess who he is? He is portrayed in this film by one of the arresting officers that is constantly bothering Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez in Minute Work. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not on screen as well. Sorry, kids, I'm not so good that I can remember everybody's names, but when they pop up on screen, and I apologize to Corey in advance for interrupting him, when they show up on screen, I will point them out. Up, uh, the character of Philip Fitzroyce, which is played by Simon McCorkendale, that is Manimal. And only, only Vincent could have thrown that at you, and I'm not looking at anything on my phone right now, either. I'm no laptop kids, I just know, I just know, I love my, I love my stuff I grew up with. He actually died in 2010, which is very sad. Um. He did? He, he did. He had bowel cancer. It's awful. God, that sucks. But that was uh, Manimal, yeah. Which isn't listed. I actually dig for that to find it on here. <clears throat> Love that dude, man. There's also Lucius and Jesus of Nazareth. I think that was a huge thing he did. Uh, <clears throat> and he was in an episode of Dukes of Hazard. He was Gaylord Duke. It's amazing. 
uh, Fantasy Island. There's, yeah, there's Manuel. Well, he was, with Ricardo Montalban is fucking must-see TV, kids. Let's see. So, Manimal, he was Dr. Jonathan Chase, which I guess right. was the Manimal. The Manimal. So, that's pretty cool. Which I have. Thank you, Shaw Factory, for putting that on DVD a few years ago. I'm very proud that I own that. It's every episode, and it's amazing. And the fun, fun little side bit, not to get dwelling on this about Manimal, but... Corey will get a kick out of this, and the Flash Gordon fans we have up there. The chick that played Daryl Arden is the love interest in the show. It's awesome. So, fucking awesome. From, from Flash Gordon was the, uh, was the love interest in Manimal. There's your boy there as well. Fucking love Lewis Gossett Jr. You want to talk about my Ernie Hudson? That's him. Yeah, he's the shit. Um, like I said, I highly recommend Iron Eagle if you guys have never seen it out there. No, some of our listeners are probably not as old as my dumbass, but yeah. Iron Eagle is a great fucking picture. Just a fun action movie. Got a lot of familiar faces from the 80s in it. I highly recommend it. I believe it came out in 1986. Let's see. I'll, I'm digging there's that. There's no Blu-ray of Iron Eagle, though, and it's fucking larceny, but there's not one. I'm digging the uh, Gossett Jr. Uh, stash. That he still rocks to this day. Um, let's see. We got some <coughs> comparison here for if, if there's any sports fans out there. No relation, okay? But I want to pull up something here real quick. Um, um, let's see here. I'm telling you, and I want Corey to actually pull this up and look at this right now. My favorite sports host, period, and he uh-huh. has money on football, is a man named Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Tell me right now, Lewis Riddick, if you pull up Lewis Riddick's photo, does he not look like Lewis Gossett Jr. in this movie? Yes, he does. I know exactly who you're talking about. I actually do like, I actually do like him. Um, you know how you have him and you don't even know this? He was a fucking general manager for fucking several fucking NFL teams. Yeah. He was a front, he was a, or not general, he was front office guy for a lot of them. Yeah. He's a smart dude. He knows a lot about football. But anyway, but he looks like Lewis Gossett Jr. So I always think of him. It's <laughs> always a fun thing. Well, shout out to Lewis Riddick, Monday Night Football. Love that dude. Let's get some uh, trivia going. There's tidbits, courtesy of IMDb, of course. Um, while you guys are hopefully following along with the film. See, David Brown and Richard D. Zanuck, producers of the first two films, originally pitched this as a spoof based on a suggestion by Maddie Simmons and John Hughes titled National Lampoon's Jaws 3, People Zero. It was about a movie studio trying to make a second sequel to Jaws. It opened with uh, author Peter Benchley being eaten in his pool by a shark and included a naked Bo Derek and shark-costumed aliens... Joe Dante was attached as director. Steven Spielberg rejected uh, rejected the idea and threatened to walk from his deal with Universal. When Zanuck and Brown learned of the rejection, they quit the studio. They basically just totally just trolled the whole studio, and they were like, "All right, see you." If you can get Steven Spielberg to walk out, then that's uh, that's pretty funny. But I would have actually liked to have seen that version. I mean, it's amazing how think of stuff that's pitched that just never happened. That would have been great, you know. Um, 
But yeah, either way, we'll see. The filmmakers initially planned to have very few pop-out effects where objects extend beyond the screen in 3D. Studio executives ultimately pressured them to include more, worried that audiences would leave disappointed and spread bad word of mouth if the 3D were used mainly for depth. Which I guess, you know, at the time, people really just want to see shit pop out. You know, nowadays, with the way 3D works, everything's very... It's used for depth and, like, world-building more or less than it is for, like, stuff popping out as much, you know. But we've all been through that craze where pretty much every movie on this planet was in 3D for a long time. But The only Jaws movie which... This was a big big deal, you know. Oh, yeah, it was huge. Now, now when they did the real 3D stuff, you know, when Avatar came out, they started making everything in 3D, you know. And, uh, I mean, this movie was a hit. It made $88 million. It would only cost $18 million to make it, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a super big hit back then. Um, the only Jaws movie which does not feature any scenes set on Amity Island, or by extension filmed at Martha's Vineyard. Um, in a later interview, Dennis Quaid referred to this movie as, I was in Jaws what? That's pretty funny. The shark was 35 feet long, 10 feet longer than previous films. It was a big mother. This is Leah Thompson's feature film debut. This was the second highest grossing film of 1983. It's awesome. I'm sure I can guess the first one. What else? Trying to find some good stuff. Uh, I was looking for a couple things too, just to. Okay, here we go. I got something. Are you ready? Yeah. So. Let's just say here. So Joe Alves was the production designer on the first two films. Yep. And then he was first, it says here apparently he's on a credit as the co-director of the second film. Huh. He was second unit director for Jaws 2, so he technically did it. Yeah. That's amazing. This whole thing was filmed at SeaWorld in Orlando, a landlocked water park at Navarre, Florida, a community in the Florida Panhandle near Pensacola. Woo! Hell yeah. Look, it was seriously, we were just there. We were just there. Yep. Lucifer's Cola. See, the female dolphin called Sandy in the movie is really a male dolphin named Capricorn. He currently lives in Discovery Cove, which is owned by SeaWorld Orlando, and has interactions with guests like giving them rides and doing tricks for them. Capricorn is 50 years old. That's awesome! Fuck yeah, Capricorn. Imagine we get, we, we needed to go do that. We need to go see Capricorn from Jaws 3. I would fucking shit. Well, here's our first death of the movie. Look at that. Fucking Beautiful. And you got the mask there. There's a fucking arm that's in 3D arm that's ripped off. Here you go. This is funny. The, uh, 
Roy Scheider was was approached to play Chief Martin Brody and laughed and, and said that Mistopheles couldn't talk him into doing it. <laughs> but yet he did Blue Thunder, which is a turd helicopter police movie instead of doing that. Oh, yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> the film made $13 million. In its first weekend, it held the record for highest-grossing opening for a 3D film until Spy Kids 3D made $33 million. Okay, you ready? Yep. Dennis Quaid stated in a 2015 interview that of all the films that he had made, the most aggressive use of cocaine during the filming of Jaws 3D, that he was high on the drug in every frame of the film in which he appears. Yeah, I can tell right now, because in this scene right here, they're just, they're just that fucking... Having their little Florida dinner and he's fucking sweating. <laughs> By the way, the dude on the right is the uh, police officer from uh, Men at Work. He is, isn't he? He's like, I swear to God, James, you will hang for this. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> dude, I cannot believe that this says this here. I swear to you, it says in 2015, said that this was the most aggressive use of cocaine during the film of Jaws 3D. And he was high on the drug in every frame in which he appears. It's hilarious. I can kind of tell. Snowblind, to quote Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first major film to use visual effects shots composited on video equipment instead of via optical film printing. Originally, this was to be used for all comp- composite shots in the movie, and the vast majority of them were completed via the process by private stock effects. The method is much quicker and more flexible than traditional film printing. However, because the video system being used was relatively low resolution, the resulting images look soft. Kids, does it get any better than early 80s cocaine in fucking uh, Florida? It doesn't for me. Um, and look at that. They're all, you cannot buy that anymore. Look at that. That's just Michelob light. That does not even exist anymore. <laughs> you can't get Michelob Light or Michelob anywhere and, and it's just Ultra. I mean I think they make it still I just don't think you can get it I think it's only like sold in certain parts of it. but those people you can see the, the, the beers they're holding those are all Michelob straight up just old school Michelob yeah that's pretty sick Lorraine Gary and Fritzy Jane Courtney appeared in three of the four Jaws films this movie's the only one in which they don't appear it is also arguably the only one in which Roy Scheider does not appear. He appears, he appears in quotations, in Jaws the Revenge via a framed photograph and archive footage. So, um, Jennifer Jason Leigh auditioned for the role of Kellyanne Bukowski. Uh, it's cool, I actually watched Hateful Eight yesterday, a little bit of it, and she's in that, she's good in that movie. Um, in one of the remade shots, when the shark explodes, some of the entrails that fly out of the screen in 3D are actually a brown leather E.T. doll. <laughs> That's pretty good. The sequel did not use any actors or actresses from Jaws and Jaws 2. Although most scenes in this film were shot in SeaWorld, where the film took place, some environments depicted in the film do not exist at the actual theme park. Um... Uh, This is the only film directed by Joe Alves. 
It's the only Jaws movie to not be directly made by Universal Pictures. It was made by Alan Landsberg Productions. Interesting. Well, let's see. On the set of this movie, filming at Turkey Lake Plaza, Dennis Quaid in the bar scene allegedly tried to pick a fight with an extra for asking Leah Thompson for her autograph, claiming that the extra was allegedly harassing her. So Dennis Quaid... So Venice, Dennis Quaid was not only on cocaine, but he was trying to beat the shit out of people at bars. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love Dennis Quaid. I think he's fucking rules. <clears throat> well, him on coke in this movie, it's Venice Quaid. <laughs> it's his new name. When he's coked yeah, I out. I to be honest with you, the, the, the fact that he literally said he's on cocaine in every frame of this makes me love this movie, movie even more. Yeah, it's just like a coke fest. It fucking rules. <laughs> Venice Quaid. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> Veteran actor, uh, editor, Verna Fields, who won an Oscar for editing the first film, recommended Joe Alvis as the director. Well, she got her wish there. Um... Let's see. This film was also shown in a standard 2D widescreen theatrical with the name revised to just Jaws 3 with the process to remove the stereoscopic stereoscopic imaging. There is some strange analog optical quirks such as the edges of the frame having a strange blurring and an odd color palette not unlike the early Technicolor process. Additionally, in 2D, it's sometimes blatantly clear the shots are meant to be the popcorn dropping 3D money shots with the uh, exaggerated depth of field with forward, mid, and distance perspectives. You guys catch all that? Let's see. Uh, the movie's violence, particularly the bone-crunching sound effects during the death scenes, was a problem for the censors during post-production. It was originally rated R, but upon a- appeal was granted a PG rating. In the UK, it was rated 15, but downgraded to PG with edits. On home video in the UK, the certificate was upgraded to 15 again, widely considered the most violent of the series. Which, so far, it's already definitely been more violent. <clears throat> Let's see. The sequence where Kelly goes swimming and tries to entice Sean into joining her is clearly a reference to the opening sequence of the first film, and the bit where Mike fires a dart at the fleeing shark echoes Quint's actions. Uh, one of a cycle of late 1970s and 80s movies that got made after box office success of Jaws, the films include the movie's three sequels, Jaws 2 from 78 and Jaws 3D, which we're watching from 83, and Jaws the Revenge from 87, then we got all these other ones that they spawned as the shark craze, you know, from the 70s to the... And these are all made up from the 70s and 80s. So it's Orca, Piranha, te- Tentacles, Killer Fish, Barracuda, Tenterera, Killer Shark, Blood Beach, Piranha 2, The Spawning, which we've done, The Last Shark, Up from the Depths, Humanoids from the Deep, Screamers, Devilfish, and Mako, The Jaws of Death. <coughs> Don Blasco, or Dan Blasco is one of the animal trainers who helped train dolphins, whales, and other animals. Um, when Mike is walking with Kay along the beach and he refers to the shark attack in Amity that she was told about, this is a direct reference to the sailboat attack in Jaws 2. <clears throat> 
This is the only film in the saga where the shark is a female. There we see some bikini stuff going on. Yeah, it's a pissed off mom. Yeah. Both Jaws 3 and Jaws of Revenge are counted among the worst movies ever made, although there is a consensus that Part 4 is much worse than Part 3. Leo Thompson. I love, oh my Lord. I love this movie. I don't care what anybody says. <clears throat> it's good. Just because it means worse doesn't mean it's still bad, you know. People got... Leo Thompson's getting it on with my police officer. Yeah, with that. With that. She's a little cowgirl hat on. The name of the new attraction at SeaWorld was the Undersea Kingdom. Let's see. Unlike the previous two or subsequent Jaws films, the Jaws, the shark in Jaws 3 only surfaces once throughout the entire film, including shots where the of the shark's fin. The only time it breaches the surface in the water is when it attacks and injures Leah Thompson's character. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Let's see, this was almost called Jaws 3 People 0. So right now, kids, if you go to our Facebook page, you can see where I just post a, a thing that says, The Night Belongs to Phantasm. We are watching Jaws 3D. We're recording right now. P.S. saw Michelob Beer in the film, so here's a retro ad, and it is the Genesis, the band, that I love, Phil Collins, uh, Michelob commercial, and it's on our page right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gotta love the doctor for his wonderful work. Especially uh, on the page. I wanted to point this out I don't think uh, Mr. Gorkrai saw this. Daria Nicolodia died at 70 years old. She was in Suspiria. Oh, from Suspiria, yeah. And uh, Tenebrae and all that stuff. She was a. Yeah, she was in a bunch. Heavily yeah. involved with all the Argento stuff. That movie is fucking dope, dude. It is good. Have we ever done Tenebrae? I don't think we've ever done that. We, should. we haven't. We've never done Deep Red, even. No. I don't think we've done any Argento stuff. Uh, I don't think so. Well, here's the problem with that, and I want to actually... I love Jerry Argento. That's my my jam on my Italian stuff. His movies are so goddamn long. It's just... Yeah, they're like two hours and 45 minutes, fun. you know. And, and it's nothing against him. He's a fucking genius, but... <clears throat> what kills me, kids, is he was at Texas Frontmare a few years ago. And only charging like twenty five or thirty bucks to meet him. I'm like, and I, I went the year before, and I should have waited because I would have just splurged on that year. You know, you went the year after. I thought. Yeah, the year after I went. Yeah, that's what I'm no, saying. No, no, what I'm saying is he was there the year before you went. No, it was the year after. Wasn't the year after? Yeah, because I wanted to go back, and I was like, eh. Do you want the Michelob ad? I'm sending it to you. Yeah, I'm actually looking up. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll give you guys an insight about the Michelob uh, differences. There, there you go, I just sent it to you. Let's see. 4.2% uh, uh, beer is <clears throat> just 95 calories per 12 ounces. That's the Michelob Ultra has the same amount of calories as. What doesn't say anything about the light one? I don't think they make Michelob anymore, though. Just regular Michelob. I'm trying to find out why. Let's see. God, Leah Thompson, I would eat her pussy in the ass. She's so hot. What's Ashley going to be like? I always wanted to make a fucking porno where, where I'm fucking, you know, 
Marty McFly, and I'm like, God, Mom, I just want to eat your pussy where I came from. Uh, at that, uh, <laughs> at that, uh, total one. <laughs> you can order Michelob Light at that, you know, that total wine place I've taken you to over here, at least, and you can get it fucking, uh, you can get it for pickup at the damn store. They actually sell it there? You can order it online and you can pick it up at the store. Oh, weird. It says it's in stock, so I'd say we got some Michelob Light in this bitch. <laughs> that fucking That'd be work. awesome. It would be awesome. I guess we can go to Altering the Future and get this 1983 going. Altering the Future! We've done a lot. Uh, Altering the Future, as always, will take you back to the year that the film, feature film was made, this being 1983. Doctor handles the music. Sometimes he does other stuff. Um, I think we got the music today. You know, sometimes with the older stuff, it's hard to just do music that's even relevant, you know. Um, you know, there's actually a lot of good stuff for this. Yeah, 83 is a good year. Um, I'll just run through a bunch of them here. Uh, we got Octopussy. Uh, we also got Never Say Never Again, got The Outsiders, one of the Doctor's classics, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, oh, I love it. Uh, you got Christine, which is my favorite John Carpenter film. Um, that is your favorite, yeah. You got War Games, it's Matthew Broderick, I believe. <coughs> um, oh, no, no, I've got that on Blue Red's good movie. got Cujo, which scared the living shit out of me as a kid. Uh, made me not like dogs for a while. They are really afraid of them. Uh, you got Valley Girl with Nicolas Cage. Uh, one of the best Christmas movies, Trading Places, with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And uh, also, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking hot in that movie. Um, got Mr. Mom with Michael Keaton. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Let's see... Got Superman three. That that have uh, Richard Pryor in it. It does, man. I love that film. It's awesome. <clears throat> uh, Flashdance. Real quick, I gotta do this. I'll present myself as a Star Trek fan. So Superman three is not liked by a lot of fans, but let me tell you something. Very two interesting things about that film. There's a scene in that film where the evil Superman fights the good Superman like they split like atoms and they fight each other Yeah. and then the real Superman comes portraying or excuse me uh, out of that and I think it's one of the highlights of the film but an interesting fact about in the film um, Richard Pryor's character Gus builds this supercomputer yeah. and the creation that comes out of the supercomputer uh ends up being the inspiration where Ron Moore and company created the Borg from in Star Trek. That's actually awesome. Pantless information, kids, but if you want pointless information, just listen to Phantasm. I've got tons of it for you. Years <laughs> of pointless information. Pointless, weird information for you. Sorry to interrupt you. Continue. Which is the best information. Um, you got Flashdance, flash of course. Oh, there's an animal. Yep, there he is. 
<laughs> He's a British dude, too. Um, let's see. Got The Right Stuff, which is Ed Harris. Um, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Great Chuck Norris movie. It also, another, hold on, you just set me up again. Richard Beltrain plays Chakotay on Star Trek Voyager is also in that picture. Yeah, and uh, David Carradine. That's right, David Carradine. Yep. Uh, Monty Python, The Meaning of Life. Um, Good movie. It is. You got Crawl. Rabbit. Let's see. Risky Business, which I love. Danny McBride. Danny McBride loves Crawl. That's why Danny McBride is the shit. He is the shit. Uh, Risky Business. Great movie. Uh, Rumblefish, that's with uh, Matt Dillon. Nicolas Cage is also in that. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Psycho 2. Love it. Gotta love old Anthony Perkins. Um, What else? Strange Brew, which you actually turned me on to that movie. That movie's hilarious. Love that movie. Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. So good. Um, got Fire and Ice. It's a, it's a good, cool movie. It's animated. It's a very good movie. Cool animated picture. And you got a uh, DC Cab. Didn't that have Mr. T in it? Oh, dude. It's Mr. Mr. T. T and Bill Barr. That movie kicks ass. I think Gary Busey's in it. Um, Gary's in it, too. A good movie, man. Uh, Porky's 2 the next day. Love it. You got Sudden Impact, Clint Eastwood. Love it. Uh, 10 to Midnight, Charles Bronson. Very good movie. Uh, another movie you turned me on to, Dr. Detroit, Dan Aykroyd. It's fucking hilarious. Love it. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit 3. Here's the thing. I love that film. Never seen that one. Jerry Reed. Versus the late, great fucking Sheriff Buford T. Justice. It's called, uh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah. That movie is funny as shit. I love the film. I have it on Blu-ray. It's out of print. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, let's see. Shit. Honestly, honestly, that has got to be my favorite movie from 83. Wow, okay. That's good stuff. Seriously. It really is. That's one of those every time it's on, it's the funniest goddamn thing in the world. <laughs> if you guys even remotely like the Sheriff Buford T. Justice character from the original Smoking Bandit film, treat yourself, drink a bunch of beer, get real high, whatever it is you do, watch Smoking Bandit 3. I love it. It's awful, but it's amazing. <laughs> see what else. Uh, Man with Two Brains, Steve Martin. Um, I love it. It's a great movie. Easy Money. Running Dangerfield, of course. Here's another fun thing about that. Cody uh, Lamone, who does some of our video game stuff for us, had never seen that picture. Mm-hmm. Okay? He watched Easy Money recently, literally crying, and said, <laughs> watch it. Joe Pesci, Randy Dangerfield, you can't go wrong. It's a fucking amazing film. And, and, fun fact about, fun fact about that film that a lot of people don't know, everyone knows I'm a huge Monster Squad fan, Tom Noonan that plays Frankenstein is also in Easy Money. Hell yeah. He's one of Rodney Dangerfield's, but you've never seen it, have you? 
What, Easy Money? I've seen Easy Money. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Tom Noonan's in that. It's yeah. one of his boys. It's one of, that's part of their gang. They run up. I have a third fucking run up to that fucking horse. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> so good, man. Oh, sorry, I, I, I love that movie. I watched it recently. It's so good. All right, let's see. We'll wrap this one up here. Make sure we got all the good stuff here. Let's do some of the horror shit that we got on here. Um, all right, <clears throat> more horror stuff. We've done a couple so far. We got Mausoleum. We got The Keep. Um, Amityville 3D, of course. Uh, Mortuary. I guess that's it. I guess that's it for that. Um, and the last two here. One's for the doctor, and one is for me. Actually, I'll do a, a another good mention is Curse of the Pink Panther. That movie's really funny. It is good. Pierce <clears throat> That one had Roger Moore in it, I think. Uh, Roger Moore? I think Peter Sellers is generally... Yeah. And, yeah. You know. No, I guess that one, uh, Roger Moore played uh, Clouseau. Oh, weird. Which is interesting. That is interesting. Um, but anyway, the two films are saved for last. This one's for The Doctor... Which is Scarface? Because oh, he is yeah, he is in my phone as Vincent Montana, and then uh, <laughs> my favorite film, one of my favorite films of all time, the best, uh, the, obviously the the film of '83, which of course is Return of the Jedi, and that is the movies, kids. I like going through the stuff, you know, it's interesting. And it gives uh, you listeners out there, you know, stuff to check out. You know, maybe you get into a 83, um, you know, feel once you see this film. You want to see some of the other movies, even if you've seen them or maybe you haven't, you know. it's. Uh, this is real quick. Can I leave my top three for the end of it? So you got Kill Em All from Metallica, you know, it's standard. Of course. Whatever. Peace of Mind from Iron Maiden. Again, not really crazy about either of those records, but I'll mention them because people seem to like them. I really don't listen to either of those records ever. So, um, but you know, I'll throw them out there because people like it. Uh, Shout the Devil, which I think is the worst Motley Crue album. Everybody likes that record. I think it's a turd, but whatever. (laughs) I like uh, theater Uh, myself. Park at the Moon, which I love. Uh, That's my favorite. Fantastic. Balls to the Wall from Accept, another killer album. Pyromania from Def Leppard, it's fantastic. Um, End of the Glory Ride from Manowar, which I love. Show No Mercy from Slayer, which is great. Silence from Sabotage. Uh, Power and the Glory from Saxon, which is an amazing record. That is good. Um, another Perfect Day from Motorhead. That's interesting because you've got the cat from fucking uh, uh, Thin Lizzy playing guitar on that album, which is just weird. Uh, Manila Road, Crystal Logic, another underrated metal band that doesn't really get any love is Manila Road. They've been around for many years. Uh, Court, uh, excuse me, yeah, Court in the Act from Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Born Again from Black Sabbath, another underrated <laughs> classic. Very underrated. Um, um, Forged in Fire from Anvil, 
um, which is a really, really good fucking album. Uh, Thunder and Lightning from Thin Lizzy, fantastic. John Sykes on guitar, of course, Phil Lanott whipping ass like he always does. Um, let's see here, Headhunter from Crocus, Kiss Lick It Up, uh, which is a heavy-ass fucking Kiss album. It is, it's fucking awesome. Uh, the Law of the Devil's Land from Loudness, No Parole from Rock and Roll, which features Ingbe Momstein on an Alcatraz album, which is actually really, really good. Um, the Flick of the Switch from ACDC, last album that uh, Phil Rudd played on of the original classic records. Uh, it says it's Simon Wright drumming on it. He only did the touring for it, but Phil Rudd actually drummed on that album. Love Phil Rudd. Shout out to him. Uh, See You in Hell from Grim Reaper. It's a fantastic album. Built to Destroy from Michael Shanker, one of my heroes. Uh, self-titled album from Suicidal Tendencies. That's more punk, not metal. I don't really count that. Uh, Victims of the Future from Gary Moore. Great fucking, great fucking uh, guitar player. Um... Queensryche's uh, debut EP, which is amazing. It's really, really good. Midnight Madness from Night Ranger. Love Night Ranger. Um, it's good shit. <laughs> self-titled album from Fastway. Rest in peace, Fast Eddie Clark. Uh, the debut album from Steeler, which had uh, uh, Ron Keel doing vocals on it. And I'm a huge Keel fan. And then Ingray Malmsteen on guitar. So Ingray had double records that year. Um, the my favorite hair band of all time is Rat, and their debut EP came out in 1983. I'm going to totally plug that because I love that band. Yeah, um, they're really good. They are. Let's see, uh, Revolution by Night uh, from Blue Oyster Cult, and look for their drummer, their original drummer, founding member of that band, to be on the Godless of Seasons. Oh, Albert. Um, yep. Uh, Been out of shape from Rainbow. Richie Blackmore it's a, a really really fucking underrated fucking rainbow album um and now we're getting to the uh, meat and potatoes here of what I think is this of this year this may surprise some of you on where I'm going with this but let's just start it off let's just start it off right um cause my number one's gonna fill a lot of people so we gotta we gotta mention Holy Diver from Ronnie James Dio it's a of course. first solo album after leaving Black Sabbath it's incredible um, Melissa from Merciful Fate, which is a really good Merciful Fate album. Um, Can I guess the the first one? There, there's two more, actually. You're not going to get this. There's no way in hell. Uh, and then number two, <laughs> so so four is four is uh, Melissa. Three is Holy Diver from uh, uh, Dio. Uh, so Melissa, Merciful Fate. Holy Diver, Dio, Metal Health from Quiet Riots, number two. Mm-hmm. And then, I gotta be honest with you, I think my favorite record from this entire year is Metal Magic from Pantera. It's it just good, gets man. better with that each. It is good. Huh? It is good. It's never been properly released. I don't know if it ever will now, now that the uh, brothers are gone. That's with their original vocals before Phil joined, but I really, really like that record, and I've listened to it a bunch. It's on YouTube if you want to listen to it. I don't know what the deal is with that. I know that singer's still alive, but yeah, he's weird about it. And of course, the other brothers are dead, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I got to party with those gentlemen a bunch. <coughs> I love that album. My uncle was way into that band in the uh, Texas metal scene even back then, and I remember him having like a bootleg of that, and we would listen to it. And 
I grew up listening to that band. Yeah, that's my nipple. And we lost the doctor. I don't know what happened. Let's see. Nobody was found didn't die. Mine's mine's getting there. It just went like group. What fuck just happened? I know you were just like you're like a (laughs) panther. I was like group. Venice Quaid. I really, I really do, man. I, that, that's a go-to Pantera record for me. Like, I really, really like that record. Um, that's as good as you want. It's just so good, man. It's just, it's really good. And it just tells you how far along they were just musically. But I think there's some really good guitar work on that album, too. Oh, yeah. Pantera's an underrated band. I don't know why bands like Metallica get all this credit when you have a band like Pantera that never changed, that constantly put out good records. Kept metal alive, you know. They really did in the 90s when all that grunge shit was was popular, you know. They had like two number one albums. Pantera's looked at as this this horrible band, but yet Dave Grohl's treated like he's fucking John Lennon because he played drums in Nirvana. It makes no sense to me, but... Yeah, and he can just get any metal musician to play on stage with him. I just don't understand it. But, but I don't usually talk about what I'm about to bring up next, but I've been, I actually purposely wanted to bring this up. <laughs> so there is a, there is a mayor in a outlying city near Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he claims that he can't tell people to wear a mask in his city even though people are dying left and right and getting coronavirus left and right in his city because he claims he hasn't been told by the Holy Ghost to do it. Well, you know... uh, Where I'm going with this, I don't want to get into a big thing about this, but people, here's the deal. (laughs) If you want to believe in fake deities and, and, and bullshit religion... And, and you're going to compromise the health and well-being of other people because of it, then you need to be shot in the fucking face. And that's just, that's where I'm leaving that. You're a fucking moron. This is 2021 we're about to dive into, and it's because of assholes that won't wear a mask. And I'm, I'm tired of people making fun of people that wear a mask and they, they refuse to wear it because they say it's, it's against your civil rights. Well, you know, what, you know what, what's against my rights? You go around polluting the air with your fucking nasty breath. So put <laughs> your fucking mask on, sack up, you know, protect yourself and your family and friends and loved ones. Otherwise, you're just, you're, 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 you're part of the problem. And the fact that this jack-off says that he's waiting to hear from the Holy Ghost. Well, you know what? You're going to be waiting a long time, motherfucker, because it's not real. Yeah. Just like I'm not, just like I'm not going to hear from fucking, you know, Optimus Prime this morning. <laughs> Optimus Prime's not going to call me up on the phone and talk to me. You know? <laughs> it's been like Vincent. So, so you know, just let's let's get it together here, people. You know, this is a problem, and this is not a political podcast. But I'm making a statement this morning. I'm tired of this ignorant bullshit going on in this country. Get it together. 
But if you don't like it, you know what? You're part of the problem, then just take your own fucking life or leave this country. Because all you're doing is killing other innocent people by walking around letting everybody smell your nasty fucking redneck breath. Because <laughs> the reality is, it's nothing but fucking rednecks, white redneck fucking bearded douchebag, fucking hick, cousin fucker Baptist douchebags that are spreading this fucking virus right now because you refuse to wear a fucking mask because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's like, we need to go to church still. We need to not be able to do it. I can't breathe in this thing. It's like, well, too bad. Tough shit. Times change. Then, then don't leave your fucking house. If you, need, if you need to not wear a mask, then don't wear a mask in your own fucking house or in your own fucking yard. But don't go around fucking giving this shit to other fucking people. I'm, I'm so tired of this mask debate. There's no debate. You either have a brain and you wear one, or you don't leave your fucking house. Well, it's just people... Like, it's against my rights. It's like... It's not against him. You're a fucking idiot. And this fucking mayor of that fucking city needs to be shot in the face. Like ASAP. For the simple fact that he's telling innocent people to basically die. Yeah. Because the Holy Ghost hasn't spoke through him. But are you a fucking conduit for the fucking, for fucking Jesus? Because you're the fucking mayor of this hick town? I mean, people are just so fucking arrogant. There's so, there's so many people in this world that think that think that their existence matters. The reality is, none of our existences matter in that in that respect. Not when you're harming and killing people with your own fucking nasty breath. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying that. Um... Innocent, 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 innocent millions of people have died from this fucking virus, and you you can't be courteous enough to put a fucking mask over your nasty ass fucking bearded face, you white fucking hick. <laughs> it, it it's stupid. There's there's no discussion on this. People are gonna get mad at me not with this podcast for what I just said, and I don't want you editing this. This is this is the truth. Get your head out of your ass. I'm, I'm educating you. This is this is not my opinion. I'm educating ignorant, dumb fucks. Put your fucking mask on and fucking save a life. It yeah. may even be your own. Yeah, There's no debate about people this. are just overprivileged, and they, you know, if especially, uh, yeah, excuse me, these like Christians and stuff like that, are their huge problem with it because. I think because they believe in something already that they're they're good to go, but it's like, you know, you're you need to be the people on the front lines really that are enforcing this stuff because it's it, yeah because guess what your fake deity's not coming to save you yeah and you know you're it's just ignorant you know and and people like I said no, dude, and I mean I'm t- there's no debate about this I'm I'm tired of ignorant fucking Republican, I'm sorry, it's the fucking truth. Conservative douchebags ruining this country. Because they don't, they don't want to break traditions. It's ruined, if it's, it's ruined by these fucking gun-toting, cousin-fucker, redneck, white trash, slip-not-listening, fucking douchebags. I'm sick of it. You're, you're, all you're doing is killing off your own species by not wearing a fucking mask. You're a fucking idiot. I mean, really, it's survival of the fittest, so if they want to kill themselves, it's fine. But the... The whole thing is, innocent people. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be allowed to kill their children and other people. It's fucking stupid. I know they're dumb. Like, but the, you're killing your parents. You're killing all these because these, because, it, because it, it's your right not to wear one. Uh-huh. Unbelievable to me. Um, and this is a true story. And I, I hate to like run up our space with this, and I'm going to shut up about it. But it's like I literally had to defend a guy at Target the other day. Yeah, a buddy of mine. He was trying to help these customers, 
second hit and didn't have a second mask on. He was like, I'm not, I'm not ringing you up. You, know, you have to put a fucking mask in. These people don't understand. It's like, who do you think you are to where you, you think you're, you're, you, or do you think you're fucking Wolverine and you have what, or Deadpool, you have this immune system that, that you, you can't die? Well, that's yeah. not real. Just like your fake God that you go fucking give money to and pray to every fucking Sunday is not real. You're, who, who do you think's protecting you from this virus? Only you can protect yourself from it. You know? Yeah. And it's stupid. about protecting other people, but the the thing is, you can chalk it up to people that are just these traditionalist, fucking conservative people. And I apologize to our listeners for getting political on this, but I'm sick of people fucking well, I don't being think... shitty to people for wearing one. I'm tired of seeing people making fun of me, and I, I get made fun of out in public for wearing my fucking mask. I'm dead serious. I, I, I don't even think it's political. It's an issue of public health, and it needs to be something that's addressed and... and you know, I just, these are the same people that don't wear condoms. These are the same yeah, men. And I'm sorry, it's not even really women as this subject is about white men in this country. You, you, you don't throw your wife so you don't wear a condom. Well, you mm-hmm. know what? You need to have your wife taken from you then. You just should be shot in the face because all you're doing is spreading this fucking zombie virus. Yeah. And, yeah, people are reckless. People are very traditional. So if it's something that they've never had to deal with before, they're going to deal with it how they choose to deal with it and not how it's mandated but it's really like you know you can't you're right you can't force people to wear this stuff and you can't force people to do these things but people should do it because it's well, but I they don't police departments would enforce the law and actually tell people to actually wear the fucking thing or you get a fucking ticket or you go to jail people would start wearing the motherfucker yeah that's true and they and uh, some places have but it's like if you you go into a business, if it's a smaller one, like a grocery store, they can easily be like, hey, you, you got to put on your mask. But, you know, I saw people at Walmart the other day, like, including employees that weren't wearing them. And I'm just, I wanted to police them myself as a citizen and just kind of be like, hey, why aren't you wearing a fucking mask? Because you're somebody that's walking around handling product at this at the store well, that it's people for your own safety too man like, <clears throat> I, I people understand it's like i don't see it's gross it. we're trying to, you're trying to help <clears throat> dumb people i think it's gross if you're not if especially if you're at a business like you're working in a business and you're not wearing one it, it's it's just not only shows the lack of example that your business leads but also you know it's like i'm not gonna come to your shop if you're fucking just not giving a shit about what you're doing. You don't give a shit about your customers if you're not wearing a mask, you know. And I know this is somewhere like Walmart and every other place there, or every other person there had a mask on. This one lady came up. She had a name tag on and everything. And she was, like, bringing stuff to the register. I don't know what she was doing. She was carrying shit. But she didn't. She wasn't wearing a fucking mask. You know, I see a, a lot of people in bigger stores like that where you should really be enforcing it, especially this time of year when people have the flu and stuff anyway um, where you could be mixing this stuff like a fucking viral cocktail it's just it's you know. just and again I, we can stop talking about it but I'm just I just want that I'm tired of I'm, there's no debate about it you just don't, you need to wear a fucking mask or don't go outside don't leave your fucking house just yeah. stay at your fucking house and talk about your gun rights and your American rights and you can just sit there and jerk off by yourself yeah. because you're, you're killing other people and just stop doing it Either put the fucking mask on, and I'm not talking about a fucking bandana or some fucking pair of panties over your face. I'm talking about an actual fucking medical mask 
evidently your second house. Yeah. They have to be at least uh, two, two layered. Take it from me because I'm a fucking doctor. That's right. One thing I did notice about this print, and they did mention it in the IMDb thing, is that it is it is very blurry on the sides. Uh, still looks good in a lot of scenes, but it is blurry on the sides at times. Okay, let me, let's talk about that a second. So, so I've been noticing so there was a Universal Studios fire, okay, mm-hmm. years ago. I'm going to explain the, what you're talking about right now, because it's probably not explained online. I know this because I'm a huge nerd. Um educated though but so there was this really bad Universal Studios fire a lot of a lot of a lot of theatrical and uh, movie prints were destroyed in this fire okay yeah so the American Film Institute went through the fire and tried to repair the stuff that they could and whatnot. but here's the problem with this film when this film was shot it was shot with the intention of it only being a theatrical film. There was no intention of this coming out on video cassette or laser disc or any of that stuff. So it's an afterthought. Do you know what I mean? Like the home media market was never something that was supposed to blow up like it did. Yeah. But it did because of the event industry, okay? Yeah. And then you had the Betamax VHS war, which of course VHS eventually won. But what happened is, like, if you look at, I don't know about you right now, is it Dennis Quaid talking to that chick? Yeah. It's pretty. When it, it blows up, when it pans out, yeah, the blurry is because of the way they shot this for the 3D effect. Yeah. And the print that did not have the 3D effect on it, which would have been perfect for home video, was lost in that goddamn fire. Yeah. So they had to use this that they already... Reels they already so, had sent out. <clears throat> a lot of people are overly critical of how bad this film looks in in high definition and just regular, like the DVD, the Blu-ray, the VHS, whatever your 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 flavor is when you're watching this. But the reality is, is it looks pretty good considering this film was shot strictly for a 3D release. They weren't thinking about home video at the time, and I'm talking about even VHS. So. The fact that we're even able to watch this film at all, even in even in you know in in any format, is is rare, you know. And for those watching this, the shark that's dying right here is the reason that the mother shark gets so fucking pissed. Yeah, because they find out there's actually two sharks. They think they already caught the one, and then. But this one specifically, though, is is the child of the one, yeah. and that and it's majorly dead because it's about to capsize. Yeah. It's like blah, 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 blah. even though it's not just just feels right. That's a prop. It is not a real shark. Of course, obviously. yeah. It does look good though. I think they did a good job on it. Oh yeah. But yeah, you ever see blurriness in, in any print of this film? Whether you're watching on Blu-ray, the widescreen DVD that Universal put out, whatever your flavor is, home video, or if you're streaming it, this is as good as it's ever going to look. Because like I said, the actual print that they could have mastered this in in. 4K, 2K, however, you, whatever your pleasure is on that, was damaged and destroyed in that Universal fire. So all they had was the 3D master, yeah. and that's why the movie. If you if you really pay attention, even like right there, that scene, you can see some like creepy weirdness on like the sides and edges, and even above and below. Yeah, and some of the people too. It's like blurred. It looks like it's out of focus. <clears throat> yeah, it's because you can tell that the people are like the depth of the scene, and you can even see like the kind of rainbow effect like or, like aura around them because you know you can tell it's a 3d effect that's over it so uh, but 
you know, it's, cool. it is what it is. Like I said, I'll defend this movie till I'm dead. It's, it's, I love this movie. It's Pretty good. Sure. It's, it's good. It's a good film so far. You know, and it's not even really cheesy here's, or anything. Here's the other thing: like I love the original film; and it's great, but the original film is fucking overrated. It's too long, too, for what it is. Even though it's not, it's just, but it's, it's long. Overrated. I mean, it, it, my go-to films in this series are this one and the second one. Like I yeah. just, I love the character development, and I love Quint and everything in the first film. But the movie's too goddamn long. And it's yeah. just overrated. It's it's not scary. I mean, it, it just isn't. And honestly, this movie to me is way more terrifying because a this shark's three times the size of the original Jaws. B these people are like in this underwater like ocean park and it gets attacked by fucking this giant ass shark. So it's like it's terrifying. I actually like that Sea World. I think it's rad. Actually, it is, man. You got the whole. You got the whole. I mean, it's genius on Universal's part because it's like you got the fucking you're fucking moviegoers. You're also selling this park. And yeah. then you've got a believable story, which is a bunch of people vacationing, and they get attacked by this fucking John ass shark. And there's a corpse. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. It's just like, it's just a fucking corpse. Hell yeah. You know, and it's PG horror at its finest. It is. It's like the most violent so far of the three. This movie's rated PG. It wasn't rated R. It wasn't even PG 13. It was just rated very PG. It's great. Real guidance. They were just kind of like, fuck it. It's also parental guidance because there's quite cocaine use in this film. It's rated C. Yeah, look at that corpse. So he found cocaine right there. Yep, with all these fucking urchins coming out. This fucking corpse, he's just like... Let's see. That was pretty gross, actually. Yeah, it was gross. <clears throat> Very good effect there. But no, um, I think uh, I think this movie is, is is interesting too because I've never been one to ever really buy into what everybody else liked as far as like film stuff. Yeah, I think this is an interesting installment in the film. Oh, uh, and. It's short and sweet like a slasher. Yeah. No, this is good stuff. But now they're finding this body here and they're really uh, freaked out. And uh, Now that we're getting our appetites ready to eat here after seeing that, that wonderful uh, nautical corpse, we're going we're gonna to do some, uh, some reviews here from our sponsors today. Uh, the, we're going to do some from uh, our sponsor at, over at Chili's. Because people really love that establishment, and um, one time my my ex actually got food poisoning from there, and she puked up uh, like ribs. I don't know if you've ever puked up pork. That's probably the worst thing you can throw up because it's just it goes out how it how it comes in, and it's just like you're throwing up your own rack of ribs. It's fucking disgusting. But anyway, uh, here's yeah, I'm on TripAdvisor. We're here at a local Chili's over here. I'm, I'm my 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 neck of the woods, and uh, this is the I love reading the captions. But this one would actually, if I gave away the title, then it wouldn't be as funny. So here we go. So our wonderful uh, sponsor at Chili's. Thank you, Chili's, for sponsoring this episode today. My family of four dine at Chili's at least once a week. We were just there recently on Sunday. My husband was eating his salad, and suddenly he saw a bug. 
The waitress came. Oh my god, she said, let me take that away. So you still want your food? <laughs> I looked at her. She didn't apologize, acted like nothing happened. I asked to see the manager. Manager came. This batch of salad came from the producer. I'll throw it away. I'll give you a discount. Is there anything I can do for you? The manager said. No apologies. Ask me if there's anything she can do. If I have to tell her why, why does she have her job? At the end, she gave us $12.50 discount like we needed it. I call the health department and report this accident. That's... It's <laughs> fucking funny. Um... So if you want something a little extra, like that corpse hat coming out of its mouth, you can just go to Chili's and get their salad. <clears throat> get their bug salad. Uh, this one says, piss poor. <laughs> my wife and I ate here this evening. First off, the bartender messed up the appetizer order. After explaining I would not pay for this mistake, everything I thought was fine. My wife and I both ordered a half rack of ribs with fries. When my dry rubbed ribs arrived, they were beyond explanation. I don't think they were even halfway cooked appropriately. And yes, I know what a so-called smoke line is. I politely asked the bartender to remove the plate from my table and explain my problem. I even offered to pay for this dish since I ordered it, kind of hoping she would understand after looking at the food, but she didn't and still paid for the dish. After, Even after I ordered a replacement bacon burger entree, which, by the way, was prepared wrong. Uh, even the lettuce was brown. <laughs> Should have sent it back. Now to my wife, who all this time was eating her rib entree, which she said was fine, but however, on her way home, she puked three times. Uh, back to what I was just talking about. Don't get ribs from Chili's. I'm just, tell you, just telling you. I know that's their thing, but they, they get it fucking wrong. and I've It's disgusting. Piss poor food and service, and I'm extremely aggravated over the entire experience. <laughs> yeah, I've never liked Chili's. I think Chili sucks. It's gross. I've gotten a cold burger from there. I was like, yeah, I'm not eating this shit ever again. If I get a fucking cold burger, it's fucking gross. So you can get E. coli. That's what I'm not eating there. If you just want not cooked food, I mean, you can go there, but there's nothing appealing about that place. I'm not really a Tex-Mex person either. Like, that does not appeal to me, that kind of combination of food. Let's see. Neglectful service. Never received our chips and salsa as a starter. Our server disappeared for long periods of time until another came to take our order and another to bring our food. The one time she appeared to check on us, she smelled of cigarette smoke. <laughs> also refilled our drinks with the incorrect beverage. Overall, very unimpressed. <laughs> okay, you ready? I got some. Yep. Let's hear from our... Who's this uh, wonderful sponsor? I'll tell you who it is after I'm done. Okay. This lady was extremely rude. She told me that she did not have to bring our tray out. She hollered my number five times, then walked off. <laughs> uh, today, this is from my neck of the woods, too, by the way. So Today is the second time I've had to or my order messed up. Texas toast to sub... Uh, buffalo chicken wasn't cooked. I literally about threw up. <laughs> um, went to this restaurant for breakfast. Ended up getting food poisoning from the eggs, I would assume. <laughs> uh, they, they offered me more free food. It wouldn't even give me my fucking money back. <laughs> uh, they were very popular until a recent corporate takeover. Now, due to cost reduction and, I'm assuming, the COVID outbreak, you might as well just 
dig through the trash can, you'll get a better meal. <laughs> not actually sure why people love this place. I think this place is disgusting. Their portions are not even the size of a small uh, McDonald's hamburger. And honestly, I think McDonald's is the best restaurant I've ate in my life compared to this fucking dump. <laughs> um, I sent an email back in May about an experience I'd had and never got a response. Maybe a month later, I try to do a follow-up. Nothing terrible. Promised to send me a gift card. Never sent me a fucking thing. Will never go back. Um, this restaurant is all in, all in out terrible. Um, I came here Saturday, stood in line for 45 minutes, messed my food up. Staff would rather gossip than, than take your order. <laughs> Uh, I was looking forward to a splurge lunch today. I only do fast food once a month. Use the drive-through. Fuck my order up. Uh, everything I said I didn't want on the sandwich, they put on the sandwich. We'll never go back. Sounds wonderful. Uh, manager was an asshole. <laughs> uh, wouldn't re- wouldn't even try to replace my order or refund my food. Had to call corporate. Corporate never responded. Fuck this place. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you why their burgers are average and the customer service is horrible. When I tried to have a delivery, uh, they charged me an eleven dollar an eleven dollar delivery fee, which was beside the fee from the service who will remain nameless. I'm assuming this was like Uber Eats or something. Yeah. Um, and then fucked my food up. Would not refund money. Fuck this place. Uh, worst service uh, of all the fast food places I've ever been in my life. The employees spent more time complaining about their job than doing it. <laughs> uh, I would give it zero stars, but it doesn't allow me to do that. I had to give them one. It's a shame, too, because they deserve zero. They nothing, just like they gave me. Um, and here's our last one. Uh I literally would rather eat out of a toilet than ever eat at this restaurant again. (laughs) My child got sick. Our food was cold and nasty, and it was never prepared right. And ladies and gentlemen, the restaurant we were talking about was Whataburger. (laughs) It's wonderful. And literally, I was just on nothing but bad reviews. There was no good reviews at all. I would imagine there's like a billion of them out there. This is interesting because when we were at the ones near where we were uh, in Florida, nobody was ever eating at them. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. So, yeah, stay away from Whataburger if you're in Florida. And the mama update on the movie, the mama shark just fucked Leah Thompson up, a bunch of other people. Here's another restaurant, and I'll I'll do this one after, or uh, name it here. Just finished having lunch. I was scraping my leftover spaghetti with meat sauce into my takeout container when I spotted a black hair stuck to the bottom of my plate. When shot shot to the to the staff, their response was, "I'm sorry, no offer of money back or replacement." We returned to the counter and complained, and my only only then my meal was replaced. I won't take my family back. I usually love to eat here. But this may make me stop the sta- uh, may make me stop. 
The staff is not friendly. It's like an inconvenience for you to be there. I've never felt more unwelcome somewhere in my entire life. I even thought about canceling my order and walking away, but I could see where they were already prepping it. Just a suggestion to go somewhere else. Uh, let's see. Wasn't good at all. My wife sent her sandwich back twice because I put something on it she didn't want. Third time she asked for her money back and had nothing to eat. <laughs> didn't know it was fast food. Didn't feel comfortable eating there. Couldn't find something to eat on the board menu behind the counter. Not much to pick from either. Uh, had planned to eat at Perkins restaurant next door but found out it had shut its doors for good. So we went here since it was right there. Big mistake. Never again. God. <laughs> uh, I stopped here for lunch during a business trip, and at least I know where not to eat now. <laughs> Basically, if you want to eat here, you may as well go to the grocery store and buy one of those Michelina microwave pasta meals, because that's basically what you get. The pasta was overcooked, and the meal was just warm. I was in a hurry, so I literally tossed the food back and left. I had the spaghetti carbonara, and it tasted like hospital food. <laughs> No, <laughs> just wait. Uh, <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, our next sponsor is Fazoli's. <laughs> Pasta tits alike. Oh, I know. It just needs to be called wheelchair fuckers. <laughs> or WC Pasta. <laughs> WCF pasta. I've gotten food poisoning from that place before. Well, let me tell you what. I don't ever eat anywhere that's that's owned by the Christian Coalition. I don't eat yeah. Domino's. I don't eat it fucking. I don't eat it fucking Chick Fil A. I don't eat it fucking. Or as I call it, anti-gay fillet. Yeah, anti-gay um, fillet. I don't support that, man. Gay people have every right to do whatever they want in this, in this world. They have no right to fucking persecute those people with their stupid peanut butter chicken. Oh, you're right. I'd rather eat a second is a thousand times better than fucking Chick-fil-A anyway. I haven't eaten Chick-fil-A in, you know... Republican shithole. I haven't eaten Chick-fil-A in three years, and that was before, you know, I've only been vegan less than a year, so... I'm telling you, I don't eat this, but I don't fucking... I don't get sponsored by the fucking Christian Coalition. Yep. I can eat my fucking butt. Yeah, it's fucking... Again, I'm not trying to be political on here, but I just... I don't I don't give money to assholes like that. I just won't. Yeah, let's see. Uh, uh, there's got to be some juicy fucking Olive Garden, because that place is nasty. Yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> Here's some Olive Garden ones. These are local, obviously, but... Uh, Hubby sent his stuffed pasta back two times, and I sent my pasta and shrimp frittata back three times. I ordered something different to try and get hot food, and the sautéed shrimps and scallops were cold and rubbery. We came in at 9.15, but if the kitchen can't produce their food as certain dishes, well, then it needs to be conveyed to the customer so they can make a choice to go somewhere else. Cold pasta and cold seafood are disgusting. The server was really friendly and apologetic. Totally not her fault, and the manager was very responsive, but the kitchen is a cold mess. <laughs> Dude, that place is expensive, too. Like, it's very expensive. Yeah. Uh, in the outer wing of the restaurant, the carpet smelled so bad I was struggling to stay and eat. I mean, seriously, bad smell. <laughs> um, let's see. 
Salad was okay, not as good as it used to be. Breadsticks are not as nearly as good as they used to be. Most of the food is frozen or cooked in large amounts before you order. Food is too rich and flavorless, frequently cold or overcooked. It is incredibly easy to make better tasting, cheaper, healthier food at home. Buy some frozen garlic bread, put it in the oven, fry up some garlic, bell peppers, onions, mushrooms, maybe some spinach. Pour a jar of sauce over it, cook up some pasta, bing, dinner is done, it tastes way better than this stuff. <laughs> we had not been to Olive Garden in years, We ne- now we remember why. <laughs> we, went to eat, we went to eat a late lunch around 2pm, from the time we walked in we received poor service, the hostess was complaining about the restaurant, the wait staff were complaining to the hostess that they had too many tables, two of them, <coughs> excuse me, uh, when we were seated with menus, our waiter quickly took them from us, and we had told us we had had the wrong menus. Our beverages were never refilled. The pasta was overcooked, and the breadsticks were served cold. The lettuce and the salad looked like it had been sitting for a while. Throughout the restaurant, there was an odd smell. It smelled like manure. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> we will not be coming back to this over-fertilized olive garden. <laughs> Not sure if all the carpets have mold or just tons of food have been dropped and it's never been steam cleaned, but the unbelievable foul smell hit us as soon as we walked in from waiting area to the table. <laughs> it was everywhere we walked. The only area that didn't smell was the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> we'll never sit foot here again. Simply disgusting. God <laughs> oh, damn. Um, it's the, it's the the one in Turkey Creek. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Let's see. The restaurant we did take my husband's entree off the bill was nice. We were also bothered by a strange, unappetizing smell during dinner, and discovered as we were leaving that there was mold on the air vent over our table. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Oh man, the place that expensive? You think that they always have that? Yeah. Yeah, they did some places here you can do to-go drinks and stuff. A lot of the Mexican restaurants were doing that. But, I mean, how is that legal? Because you're not supposed to give people mixed drinks to drive around with. No, but they were. You can get these. Yeah. Yeah, because I went to one of the Mexican places around here, like right when the pandemic was around, like March or something, I think, in March or April. And they were getting to-go margaritas. I got, like, do you want, like, a double margarita? You know, like a... And I was like, yes, I do. And it was a fucking, fucking goddamn, like, 32-ounce cup. You're of fucking... around the goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you got a big gulp fucking blue margarita. I was like, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of places were doing that. You know, a lot of bars were doing that. You can get it. Look, and again, I'm not trying to, to, to diarrhea on it, but it's one of those things where it's like... How the hell is this legal? 
I mean, you don't give them straws. Some cunt sitting in her fucking BMW, I remember down here, you know, drinking, and I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing this, she was literally drinking wine out of like a fucking plastic cup, <laughs> waiting to get her nasty ass fucking Olive Garden, and I'm like, yeah. I, I'm just not understanding, because here, here's the thing, I have not been, okay, let me, let me tell you the last time I was in an Olive Garden, this is, this is a funny story. The last time I was in an Olive Garden was in, with that Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out. <laughs> what year was that? Is that 09? Something like that. Oh, look at that. If you look that up, that, the day it came out, look at the day that that film was theatrically released. That was the last time I was in a fucking Olive Garden. And all I did was salad and breadsticks. It was 2008. Yeah, it was uh, May 20th. 2008. May 20th, 2008 was the last time I was in a fucking Olive Garden and, and eating at one. I drove by them. That's how I was talking about that shit earlier because I was laughing about it because I, yeah. I was working near one. Well, not really working. I was working out, like exercising near one, but I walked by it and they were the bitch drinking the wine. But that's no joke. That was the last time I was in and all I ate was salad and breadsticks. And honestly, in my yeah. opinion, that's the only thing that's any good in that whole fucking restaurant that's salad and breadsticks. And it's not great. It's okay. Yeah. And it's free. And I literally ate it while my friend ate fucking pasta, and I left, and I didn't pay her tip or do shit. <laughs> and I mean, you don't have to pay for it. You get it for free if someone's eating a meal there. Yeah, you're right. They just bring a giant-ass bowl of salad and bread. I'm like, cool, I'm going to fill up on this, and I don't have to... Whether you want to take that, I ain't leaving the fucking tip. You can leave the tip. You're the one that orders $30 pasta you're not going to eat, and you're going to take home and just throw out, because it tastes yeah. like fucking Chef RRD. <laughs> Here's another good one. My fiance and went to lunch at this Olive Garden. Yuck! <laughs> the food was horrible and overcooked, <laughs> and the cold, the cold and cold. Once she actually brought it to us, we waited 15 minutes for our server. She shows up, gets our drink order. Ten minutes later, another girl walks up saying she's our server and gets our drink order. Never saw the other girl after that. We asked for ample bread and salad, and that was planned to be our meal. She brought two breadsticks and a half a bowl of salad. Then she. Oh yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Then she proceeded to not put cheese on the salad and asked and walk as asked and walked away. We finished what little food was given to us. Decided we would just go ahead and eat a regular meal. I ordered the chicken Alfredo and got his steak uh, gorgonzola. Once again, we asked for more breadstick salad and refills on our drinks. We didn't get any of that until after she brought our food out. My chicken was overcooked and nasty, and the pasta was very dry. His steak was barely cooked and had no noodles but ample sauce. The salad was wilted and slimy. The breadsticks were burnt. And she forgot our refills. Seriously? You're paying 30 plus dollars for a good meal and good service and I'm essentially not getting anything. No thanks. I'll take my business elsewhere from now on before I eat here again. Fake Italian food is found anywhere at a better price with better service. <laughs> It is, and all I do after I'm done eating there, it's like, I gotta shit. It's like, it's like a sweaty, like, this food was gross dump. I will not be returning to Olive Garden. Yes, the salad is great and the breadsticks, okay, but it ends there. I did not enjoy this visit. The dish had a bad smell and the sauce a funny color. Service was very slow. <laughs> and look, I get it. I get working at somewhere like that must suck. But here's here's the whole thing. That place 
fucking disgusting. And it, it's overpriced. I remember my, my, my father thought that was like the greatest Italian restaurant he's ever ate at. And I'm like, no. have you never had real Italian food? Like, what is wrong with you? It just tastes bad. Like the, I always fucking. Uh, My man always got fucking diarrhea on it. I'm just like. That's what I'm saying. I I'll, I'll be anywhere that I'm eating where it immediately gives me the fucking sweats where I gotta shit and throw up. Like I don't want to eat there. And that that did it for me. And that here's another restaurant that's overrated as fucking overpriced. Good God. Yeah, that that mama shark eat. Mama shark eat. That's what she's doing. <laughs> No, if I, I'll, speaking of that, there's another restaurant. Yep, and there's the first one right here because I got the same thing. It's the very first one, very first review. This is another another overpriced, overrated ass restaurant that people get dragged to go to because somewhere in society you're told that this is like somewhere you need to spend money on. Um, and I'm I'll read the review here and then I'll tell you what it is because this this would just by reading the caption, this is exactly my experience with this place too. Uh, on Mother's Day, I got food to go from this place. When eating the meal, I started to feel ill and wasn't able to finish it. I went to bed early and woke up at 6 a.m. with excruciating abdominal pain. When I went to the bathroom, I was pooping only blood. Jesus. I went to the hospital. I went to the hospital and was admitted and kept for five days. I was diagnosed with food poisoning. My doctor told me to call the restaurant and let them know nobody else would get sick. So nobody else would get sick. I did call and was informed by a representative to submit diagnosis along with doctor's bills for review as they would make things right. I submitted bills along with diagnosis who refused to pay the bills. What they did offer was a $100 gift card for their restaurant, which I will not accept. Why would I ever eat someplace that made me so ill? I want them to do the right thing and pay my bills. Do not eat there. They have no integrity and almost killed me. Jesus Christ. That's actually depressing. <laughs> that is uh, the cheesecake. That's the cheesecake factory, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something about that place. So there's one in a in a mall. That's that's this one. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm talking about in Florida. Oh, so I thought you've been to the there's one. You've came here, the one I'm talking about. I will not eat at that place. I've never ate at one in my life, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. It's disgusting. So this is a true story. I'm not even making this up. So my buddy um, Brian uh, lives in Fort Lauderdale. And there's one in that mall there, right? Yeah. This has been probably like five years ago. No, it's been about two years ago. He went there. I'm not even making this up. This is this is this is hard for me to even discuss, even on a horror podcast. Yeah. It's so bad. He's there with his wife. His wife is like in excruciatingly horrible pain. Drops to the floor. They call this is while eating at that fucking restaurant. Jesus. She gets rushed to the fucking ER. Um, and you want to hear what happened? Yeah. One of their things was done to slice up some of their food. One of the fucking metal blades that goes to it, she swallowed the thing and it tore, cut her entire throat up and abdomen until she passed it. Jesus Christ. That is no joke. Damn. That's scary. They sued them. They won, too. Oh, yeah. But here, here's my here's my thing. That place is overweight. It's overpriced. It's and why? Well, here's another thing. Am I, am I crazy when I say this? Who wants to go get a steak, chicken, hamburger, or sandwich from a place that's named after a dessert menu? 
Yeah, that's their main thing is the dessert, but it's like, why would you get well, it'd be steak like me having Bracker Vincent West Oreos and I sell pizza. <laughs> The, you know what I mean? The other thing is it's kind very of, impersonal. Kind of, kind of Dr. West Oreo sandwich dessert dessert factory and yeah. also a steak or barbecue. <laughs> really? But the the, uh, the 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 also the unappealing thing about it is when you go in, it's very impersonal, especially if it's considered one of these like date night places. But when you go there you're sitting directly next to other people. Like there's nowhere to just it's not just like okay, here's your booth and that's it. It's like you sh- they they're set up with like these giant like table things and and you kind of you have to like sit directly next to other people. It's obnoxious and I, I don't like that. I don't know how it's supposed to be something like intimate date night place because that's you the one there in town. Yeah, where you live. Yeah, and and here's my experience with that. So I was with my my ex fiance or whatever, and uh, yeah, that's the only time people really go it's like i don't think you really see single people just going to cheesecake factory you know unless maybe you're at some kind of work thing or something who knows but either way um we were both there and we had both gotten the same thing with some kind of chicken pasta thing and we were like five minutes into eating it and we both immediately got sick like just within like five minutes eating the food we both started sweating and feeling really gross what did you remember what you all ate? It was some kind of chicken pasta thing. And we didn't even finish our food. We did not take the food with us. We paid for our food and we fucking dipped out of there because we were both so sick. And we ran home and we took turns throwing up in the bathroom all night. Immediate, yeah, immediately sick. A- Just sweating while we're eating it. We couldn't even, we ate two bites of it. Here's another one. I want you to pull some reviews up on this if you don't care. I'll tell you another one that's that a, I think is a personal horse. It's got that shark Big fucking shark, with. dude. Jesus fuck. Um, it's like Arium Cheesecake for our Here's career. another overrated, nasty restaurant. Are you ready? Yeah. Red Lobster. It's disgusting. It's all frozen, too, and it's not even real. It's just gross. But it's expensive as balls. Like, if we went there right now and didn't even drink alcohol and just drank ice water, it would still cost you and I like 60 bucks to eat there. Yeah, just for, like, some, like, really shitty, low-quality-ass food. It's nasty. I went there with one of my exes, and this is a true story. I'm not even making this up. We went in there, and, of course, she was the one flipping the tab. I had no funds because I wasn't working, but um, we went in there. And they, our food was nasty. And I called corporate and complained, and they sent us a fucking $100 gift card. Mm-hmm. and we went in there and I will say this when you have a hundred dollar gift card and I was ordering like top tier shit off that menu it was actually it was pretty good oh yeah but hell but I mean we spent that whole fucking gift card on like just two know, entrees a couple of pla- on a couple right on a couple of plates of food <laughs> um but but no joke and you should pull some up for us. I bet there's some. Problems. I got one. This one's pretty good right here. Here we go. Let's see. This is the worst red lobster I've ever eaten at my entire 25 years of eating there. Not only did the manager hang up in my face after they neglected my food for over an hour, but he laughed at me like it was a joke. 
I will promise you that if you come here, you will be disappointed and waste your money. My wife begged me not to come here, but because it's a family heritage, I keep coming. That's pretty sad if you're family heritage eating at Red Lobster, but that's besides the point. Uh, now, I, now I will never <laughs> come back to this dump, and I will make an extra trip because if they're much better professional service. I'm a platinum member with Red Lobster, and you've been warned. Really? Okay. That guy's serious. Um, <clears throat> endless Shrimp. Don't waste your time. My husband and I recently dined there for Endless Shrimp. Not only have they raised price, no longer include salad, but the majority of the best shrimp selection are lo no longer available. Uh, I asked that the Nashville Hot Shrimp and the Shrimp with Noodles, which are in the everyday menu, could be a choice for the Endless Shrimp. Our server asked the manager and was told no. Based on the previous reviews and the amount of business at the time, manager isn't very educated. <laughs> business is slow such a time like this. You should try to make patrons happy. We were sitting close to the entrance, and this guy, who my server told me was their manager, acted like he was doing a favor by being there. The worst thing is my husband went to the jewelry store our family owns today and shared our experience. Not not one, but two people spoke up and said they were disappointed as the price had increased and the salad was no longer offered. Uh, Mondays were the worst, and they would, would not be back. Obviously, there's an issue. We won't be back either until Red Lobster can do something as simple as include something that is already on their menu. <clears throat> that was more of a nitpicky thing, but... Worst experience ever. Went to a family dinner, called two hours ahead of time, and let them know how many of us there were. Was said that they would have things ready. Waited over 40 minutes when we got there. We asked for a high chair for my three-year-old multiple times. I got an attitude when we asked our waitress. She didn't even give us time to sit down and look to see what we wanted to drink. So asked if she could come back. She rolled her eyes and stormed off. <laughs> she kept throwing our food on the table. It was the most unprofessional place I've ever been. Staff was very unprofessional. My husband was verbally attacked by a staff member. I will never come back. Uh, let's see. They were out of salmon. When they brought the broccoli out, it was spoiled. Lobster bisque looked like it had been reheated several times. No seafood in it. They sent it back. Uh, they would not remove from my bill. Endless shrimp. It only had three kinds. It's fucking funny. Let's see. Got food poisoning from eating at one of their restaurants. Ended up in the hospital and Zurich. The owners of these restaurants would not even pay the bill, stating they were not at fault. They won't even stand behind their quality and freshness of their food. Banned forever. <coughs> Let's see. Yeah, it's weird you get positive ones and you get all these negative ones. Let's see. I ordered four extremely expensive Alaskan King crab dinners. Didn't care about the price. It was my kid's first time eating crab legs. The crab shells were tan, brown, not red, which is a smaller, cheaper crab known as the Brown King crab and has less meat and not as sweet. Also, we had hollow shells in every plate because they cracked them to heat them. I was angry. Hollow shells, brown instead of red, almost $40 a plate. The manager had an attitude, I guess, because I knew the difference. Don't let them do this to you. We left and ate elsewhere. Never let them pre-crack your crab. It destroys integrity of the meat. And pay attention to the color of the shells. Or better yet, specifically ask the waiter if the Red King crab and specify you want crab legs that are intact not already cracked. If they have a problem with that, then you can order something else or go somewhere else and not waste your time on money 
and not have a deal with an aggressive regional manager like I did. <clears throat> and there goes Jonas. Oh, beautiful 3D shot there. The blood is kind of wonky, but it's cool. I enjoy it. I'm talking about Red Lobster here, and this shark explodes. It's pretty cool. Um, server brought me a baked potato that was black and rotten in the middle. <laughs> you would think that... <laughs> You would think that they would look at it when they slice it open and put butter on it. Server disappeared, and it was not as if they were busy. Barely 25% customers. If that, server gave us another person's bill, and I had to go find her again. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, that place sucks. I mean, it, it, I've never liked it's it there. It's gross. And, I'm telling you right and I love seafood, and that place I've never liked. If you're paying, I don't suggest ever going there with on a date or something you're fucked I don't know seriously you're gonna drop fucking 50 bucks yeah just to not have good good like real food cause I, I know you know like for instance Here, that, let's, let's, let's do one more before we wrap up oh I got I got another good I got another great establishment here that I know is bad well, I was gonna suggest a, a great establishment I, if you don't mind doing it after the one you're doing is Longhorn I was close with this one. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to find a really good one here. Ladies and gentlemen, you can come to Pensacola, Florida, and swim with dolphins at the aquarium with Dr. West. Yep. Dr. West loves that shit. Let's see. <laughs> Yeah, I think this movie gets a bad rap. I think this movie's good, man. Let me see. So you're doing Longhorn now, or are you doing something else? No, something else, but this one's usually notoriously pretty bad, too. Let's see. uh, Please. Service was absolutely horrible. Server got drink order all wrong, and then entree was brought out. It was practically thrown down on the table, splattering butter on my shirt. (laughs) The tables in the dining room were way too close together. Terrible atmosphere. <clears throat> and this is a... I gotta read the caption for it, but it'll give it away. But it says... It says, out and not coming back. <laughs> it's Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> I've never had a good experience there either. It's just gross. And it's like $100 for a fucking cheeseburger. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh... Poorly surprised. I ordered a steak with baked potato and vegetables. First, the potato was way undercooked, very hard in the middle. The vegetables were so overcooked and soggy that they were terrible. My steak was not up to the same quality I've seen at other Outback Steakhouses. It was really not that good. Quality of the steak was bad. Let's see. Yeah, I've never had good food at that place. And I used to know, like, the whole kitchen staff when I went to high school with, like, these dipshits I went to high school with that all worked the kitchen at that one. I was like, you couldn't pay me to eat anything that those people cook because they're fucking stupid. Yeah, they're fucking flop out. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Um, waited 20 minutes for a second bowl of clam chowder. When I received it, it was a cup, not a bowl, and it was cold. <laughs> uh, we ordered the small portion of chicken for our handicapped son, and we were charged for the larger portion. <laughs> we had four dollars off coupon or the AARP and asked to have the higher percentage taken off. The server took off $2.99 for the AARP discount. 
Oh, that's horrible. So I hear your your handicapped son could pay full price for his small cup of food. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, we ate it, we ate tonight, and our food was cold, and our service was lacking in so many ways. Uh, I wish this location would get it right more so than not, but unfortunately, you never know with them. <laughs> it took over an hour to get the soup. That was cold. A house salad and a chicken dinner. Fries were cold, and chicken was dried out. Um, chicken dinner. Yeah, chicken dinner. This was in Florida, passing through to go to Florida. Um, Bloomin' Onion was greasy, didn't eat much of it, service was slow. After 50 minutes, we asked our waitress about the food and said she would check. 20 minutes later, it appeared, did not come back. I go to the one in Indiana, never had problems, was hoping we could stay after our vacation for a great meal. But we'll look for another restaurant, we were disappointed. That's so funny. Yeah, the Bloomin' Onion, for one. Like, if you get that, you might as well just... That, that's absolutely disgusting thing to eat. My husband and I actually went to Nasty Outback in September for carryout. <laughs> the waiter was nice, but after I, got, after I got home, we ordered a house salad, and it was wilted and warm. Our chicken tasted like they cooked it at a lunch cooked it at lunch and reheated it in the microwave when I ordered it. <laughs> My granddaughter and I went back in October because I thought they might have just had a bad meal because it was takeout. Nope, it was worse than when I went in September. She ordered coconut shrimp and potato soup. Her soup came out hot. It wasn't soup. It was sliced potatoes. Her coconut shrimp was rubber. My meal, the salad was okay. At least it wasn't wilted. My chicken and on the barbie was rubber. My waiter we never saw except when she took her order and then have to give our, our ticket. <laughs> he didn't even bring our food and I didn't leave much of a tip. That will be our last time we'll go. I'd rather had a hamburger from McDonald's or Crystal's. If anyone reads this from out of town, save your money. Go anywhere except Outback. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> Which is my favorite. It's Black and Blue album. <coughs> um, oh shit. God, that's fucking funny. I love that they, a lot of these people actually respond to these, like the Outback people. So this one says, uh, We feel terrible. We feel terrible that we disappointed you. We'd like to review this further. If you could please take a moment to send me an email with the subject, we can then respond directly over email. It's fucking funny. Who's that the beat? I track kids. After Wes is watching Fast Times at Ridgemont Fuck yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. If anyone doesn't know me well enough, uh, that's one of my favorite movies ever made. Oh, it's amazing. Like, any time I'm like, have you seen Fast Times, or mentioned it, they're just like, I've never seen it, and like, I'm putting it on. Because that's, I don't think anyone should go without seeing that movie. That's how much I like it. It's just, a, it's a classic movie, it's fucking hilarious. Dr. West is Spicoli. <clears throat> anyway. Well, let's see. Uh, full service was very slow. Salads were warm. French onion soup was barely warm. Server forgot my wife's order. Drinks went dry. Very disappointed with the visit. Let's let's find some Longhorn ones because that place is fucking gross. And I tried to apply there once <clears throat> after I was in and out of you know uh, jobs and stuff. Gentlemen, I provide a service here. It's Van Halen tickets too, which is awesome. I think one of them's Pink Floyd, and then later on he has Van Halen tickets. I think the first. 
That's Van Halen. He does Pink Floyd, I think, later. If I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. It's Cheap Trick. You're right. <laughs> Everything was wrong. After disappointing experience at another Longhorn in Louisiana, we decided to try this one since we were given a gift card. The steak was large in size, juicy but tough. Glad I had a steak knife. Did not eat it all <clears throat> as I got tired of chewing. Waitress was quick to attend us and seemed almost rushed to get her order as she only had two other tables. She disappeared and it took about ten minutes to get our check. Um, after five minutes, took the check to the greeter and the manager then came seeing we were anxious to leave while there were a few di- dinners here for Thursday. Diners here for Thursday. We realized we would rather go elsewhere. Very disappointing. <clears throat> Let's see. Did every time I watch this, though, because I know you like this movie, that part where Damone's nutting and what's her name? Oh, yeah. I just imagine you after you've hooked up with a chick because you've been hooking up a lot of chicks recently. <laughs> every time you tell me to say, I just see it's that part, and like, we're just like, oh, Corey, and you're just like, Tonight! <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing, I usually don't even nut if I'm hooking up with people. That's the shitty part. Because I'm I'm definitely not the the premature ejaculator type. The music, the music part where you see his butt going up and down. Me and my wife walked in at 11.35, no one to greet us. The manager finally came through looking for the hostess. We were seated after three minutes, and then five minutes later, she didn't get our drink order. She was fixing her hair and rubbing hand lotion on. We finally got up and left. There was one person at the bar and four seated. I guess they were just too busy to keep up. We will never be back. So these ones aren't as bad. I mean, I guess their food's okay. I've never had a problem at Longhorn myself. I, their service is always bad, so this is mainly what all this is back in my, my experience up. That they're just poor service. And that manager I had to deal with was a fucking cocksucker when I tried to work there. He's like, I could tell by, I could tell by looking at you that you just, you just aren't going to work out. And I was like, thanks. Nice pink tie, by the way, you fucking idiot. <clears throat> anyway, do not go to Longhorn. <laughs> I can do that. <clears throat> or Fast Times at SeaWorld. No, Fast Times at Jaws Do not go to Longhorn Steakhouse, the only one uh, near near the mall. I had poor food and service before I spent $50 there, so I decided to try another location. It was worse. Steak was tough, overcooked meat. Drinks were lousy, and the waitress was slow. I spent $32 there on food and drinks, so I learned my lesson to go somewhere else. Well, that's one thing I, I you know, <laughs> service was three thumbs down. <laughs> I came here with my parents. The food was great. However, our server was terrible. He walked by our table multiple times throughout our meal and brought other people drinks and checked on them. However, he never came to us once until we asked for the check. I could hardly eat my salad because I needed more dressing and had to ask a different server to bring me some. Good food, but I'll definitely specifically not be requesting the server in the future. 
Let's see. Staff is friendly in the restaurant is clean. However, being allergic to romaine, <coughs> bless you, and certain other lettuces. I ordered a wedge of salad if there's one on the menu. Imagine, imagine my surprise when Longhorn Wedge salad comes out as leaves of romaine lettuce. The mere definition of a wedge salad is a wedge of iceberg lettuce. Being creative or different from the norm is okay. Please include a description of your version of a wedge salad on your menus. Also, the ribs were dry. <laughs> New name, Longhorn Soy House. <laughs> this restaurant is a major disappointment. I have a serious soy allergy, and steakhouses are usually a safe place to eat. I just ask for no seasoning. Longhorn does have a nice allergen menu, but almost every single entree is loaded with soy. The pork chop is safe, so it's not an issue with the grill. I guess I'll be returning to Texas Roadhouse instead, where I know I can have a plain, safe steak. Other steakhouse, safe steakhouses, Outback Chop House, and Yield Steakhouse. You know who I am in this movie, don't you? Sean Penn. <clears throat> who? I'm Jefferson, the blind dude. Oh, you're Thomas uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. It's Antonio to me because think about it because the mom's like, oh shit, we go way back. What's up, my man? He goes, don't fuck with it. Yeah, don't fuck with it. <laughs> Another time, Miller, he's like, he's touching his car's really nice, shaping up. He's like, don't fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, that is you. It's pretty fucking funny. Yen's is fucking Brad. <laughs> Actually, no. That's that's Cody Lamone. Cody Lamone. Do you, you want to work at Best Buy Burger? Yeah. Jesus Christ! I think it's funny. Eric Stoltz is in this. I love him in it. I'm telling you though, you should be honored. I've passed that joke. Was initially created for Matt. And now I've given it to you. Oh, the... The... T- <laughs> That's pretty good. I used to get him to bed all the time. His hair would be messed up and he's sweating. I'm just like, what have you been doing? It smells like ass in here. And then I'd just be like, oh, I know what you're doing. You were doing the... T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No, Sean Penn's great in this, but he's a dipshit. Yeah, he's a dipshit. It's still funny. Jefferson's me. Makes more sense. Really like what you've done with it. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> as far as uh, Jaws 3, and uh, thank you for our Longhorn Steakhouse as well. Um, movie's great. It's not a bad movie. Like... I guess when you hold it up I to like the... it, man. I think it's enjoyable. It's cheesy. It's fun. It's an easy watch. It's right at an hour and a half. It's perfect. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of gore. There's a lot of gore in it. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid is great. Uh, Leah Thompson's great. I mean, there's good it's actors. Cocaine Quaid. Yeah, Cocaine Quaid, or you know, uh, Venice Quaid. <laughs> it's, it's good. He don't lie. He don't lie. He don't lie. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> it's, it's it's a good fucking movie. Um, no issues with it at all. It's good pace. There's gore, uh, the 3D stuff. You know, it it's not like it's hard to watch because of the blur, but it's noticeable. But you can tell why because it's obviously a 3D movie that you're watching in 2D. 
uh, whether they had the 2D prints or got burned in a fire. Like, you know, if you watch a movie that's made for 3D and 2D, you're going to notice differences with it. And plus, this movie was shot differently than other 3D films, so that, you know, it, it it's just the way it is, but it doesn't take away from the film. It's just kind of like, it's very noticeable, you know, but it's not like it's, there's a reason, there's not a reason why it's like that, so... Yeah, great movie. Leah Thompson's hot. Um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it myself. And I hadn't seen it forever, so. And what's her name? Uh, Bess, Bess Armstrong? Into this, too. this is kind of just totally off subject, but it's on subject. You were mentioning Twilight Zone, the movie earlier. Her, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, who's in Fast Sons of Arizona, which I'm watching right now. Yep. Her dad, Vic Morrow, was in was on the movie and he actually died making that film damn he was he was one of the people killed in the helicopter accident in the first sequence Jesus Christ that's no joke and if Jennifer Jason Lee ever gets asked about Twilight's on the movie she will literally get up and walk off oh I'm sure because it came out a year after this that she feels she's still pretty young when, when her dad died so yeah. it's really sad that that was her dad the racist dude if you've ever seen Kyle's on the movie he's the racist dude at the beginning sequence yeah uh, which I think was directed by John Landis if I'm not mistaken but That's you know, here's the thing with that just uh, and again we're still kind of talking 83 here I'm not really getting too far off subject but uh, this true story Rod Sterling told people not to ever fuck with Twilight Zone after he died yeah. and a lot of people think it's cursed so yeah if you're Jordan Peele you may want to back off that Twilight Zone stuff son yeah, you have some shit happen. Well, like I said I, I saw. I think that happens. I had Jordan Peele. It's like you may want to, you better be careful fucking with that stuff. I'm telling you, dude. Supposedly he cursed it. You guys can look that up. I'm not joking around about that. Like he, he was very adamant about people never fucking with Twilight Zone after he was gone, yeah. like when he was deceased. And it's like, yeah, I don't think I'd fuck with Rod Sterling. Well, and they you know are trying to make that that new series or whatever and then this COVID shit happened so maybe it's the Sterling curse cursed everybody for <laughs> them trying I'm to make it I'm telling you dude you don't mess with those, those tabs on the movie deaths are actually on YouTube if you guys ever want to look it up it's pretty fucked up and it's on HBO the, no the movie audio. thing there's no audio but a, a helicopter literally crashes it was flying above the sound stage and it went straight down blades first and killed Vic Morrow and all these other actors yeah insane and that's no joke I'm not trying to be comical that's true real shit it's fucking scary well, you know it is scary it's very scary people don't take that shit seriously and it's like you don't have to but it's real shit you know like yeah I tell people all the time I'm like there's something about that film that, that movie you know of course your boy's at the beginning of it mm-hmm. he's the fucking werewolf sequence which I did to you on the beach actually you did I was like you want to see something real scary <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I like Jaws 3 man I think it's good I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I think it's an entertaining film. I don't know what people look for. I think everyone just, especially if it's a sequel, I mean, they're going to compare it to the original and just make it some sort of thing. It's like, look, it's not some Oscar-winning thing. It's just a good It's just a good movie to watch. Like, there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's a, it's a good movie to watch. It's got a good pace to it. 
It's very well filmed, you know, for a guy that that was his only like actual directed movie, not like assistant director, but only movie he ever did. I'd be proud of it, you know. Uh, even if the other actors themselves denounce it, because you know it still made money. It, it was still a 3D film, and it's still a very prominent movie in my opinion. And I said the actors that were in it are great. And it's a it's a good movie, solid. I enjoyed it. Recommend it. Yeah, if you're just needing something to watch and you don't really know how to pick anything, if you, especially you just want to watch some kind of summer semi, you know, like a shark slasher, then you know the first three Jaws, really maybe two and three, are are awesome. So I recommend. Sure, I would recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun. It's just a fun watch, man. You know, it's yeah. short and sweet. Yeah. Personal scripts on cocaine the whole thing. I can go on with that. Maybe a lot of people prefer these like two hour and 45 minute movies all the time but I can't I don't like doing that so you know sometimes I just want something quick I like it with my, like it with my Marvel shit but outside of sure, that I can't sure and now I'm watching uh, Adventures in Babysitting which is Chris Columbus so we're almost a Corey scene here as we start <laughs> movie number two which is more of a grabless evil do you like this movie yes I do I saw that in the theater Deborah Hill produced. It's got Keith Coogan in it. Again, Keith Coogan yep. can do no wrong. I love yep. him. Got Keith Coogan. Interesting babysitting. Yep. I love him in that. I've been on He's, a Chris he, Columbus kick since I watched that. He's also on a movie called Toy Soldiers, which yep. I love with him and uh, uh, the dude, the kid from Goonies. That had a. What the, One of those dudes. Um, from Jaws is in that. T- I think it might be. Uh, what's his name? Louis Gossett Jr. Maybe it was him that was in. Yeah, he's in Toy Soldiers. Yeah. I got that on Blu-ray. But anyway, but yeah, it's an awesome movie too. Is it cheesy? Yes. Is it Sean Astin's? What I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. Sean Astin. No, oh, this is this is. I like Adventures of Babysitting. Like I said, I've been on a Chris Columbus Columbus kick. Yeah. I want to watch Fast Times, but I don't have that. What's Fast Times on? Fast Times was on Hulu. But I, don't know I am watching it on Stars. So it'll be on Amazon then, because I have the uh, Amazon Stars package, so I can easily watch that myself. Which I highly recommend. You know, when you have your, when you logged into your ex's uh, grandma's account who hates you, uh, and you just order pay per views and. I'm still can't believe he's fucking this chick in a dugout. Premium, premium packages. Uh, it's highly recommended, so. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, we thank you for listening. Hopefully you guys... <laughs> and hopefully uh, you guys, if you didn't follow along with us, that you'd have a... You know, that you maybe consider this a recommendation and watch it on your own and uh you also make sure to sign up for a car shield and uh head over to whataburger in your area if you have a whataburger uh, it's a great restaurant and go to yeah, chili's definitely go to chili's or uh cheesecake factory if you would like uh some standout service and amazing food for only a hundred bucks a plate you know, just really enjoy yourselves and try to stay safe out there. But yeah, we thank you all for listening. 
And uh, we are going to watch our 80s jams here. January 1st, real quick, Godless Heathens, January 1st. January 1st, the new show from Dr. Vincent West, excuse me, and his friend, uh, Porno Proton, this is trusty, uh, there's Keith Noonan, um, and his daughter, daughter, his, uh, sister is wearing a Thor helmet, which is hilarious. It's really just like probably a Valkyrie helmet, but still it's funny. <clears throat> but anyway. And don't forget, because Corey is going to shine tonight. He's going to make her his tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more uh, Judge Ryan holding that movie, really. Certain parts. No, but, uh, the song, it has nothing to do with any actor in this film. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, just, it's the... just perfect. <laughs> It's, it's true, you're getting right. I'm telling you, the joke carries on. It's fucking funny. Because I've been busting that joke for years, because it's fucking funny. I mean, I'm telling you, I used to get everybody with that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we went out, it's like, you, you fucker here, and I was like, no, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Jackson Brown, it's fucking hilarious. But definitely, if I could pick a character to be in that film, it would probably be the Judge Reinhold, for sure. Oh, that oh, was sure. that was a Thor helmet she was wearing. She's drawing pictures of Thor and shit. That's amazing. Yes. And that's Vincent uh, D'Onofrio, whatever that plays Thor in the movie. Huh. Oh, yeah. Gomer the mechanic. Yeah. There's the My Little Monster figure there, the plush toy. It's awesome. Like, does anybody fucking knock anymore? I'm, I'm trying to embed that in your brain that way next time when you're actually doing You just have to be doing that, and that song's just going to come on. You have to imagine Dr. West is sitting there singing it to you while you're doing it. It's like, Let I try to keep my spirit of turn through out of my sight. Fast times at Gore Christ High. Well, now every time I watch that, I just, now now every time. Well, I'm just saying for when I'm laying my my Jew hammer. That every time it's I'm doing that, it's the Jackson Brown thing. I'm telling you, that's what it is. It's the that's what I'm going to think of every time now when I see that movie. It's just going to make me laugh my ass off. I mean, it does anyway because it's kind of a. I'm telling you right now, if I could just walk in right before you got down to business, I would really have a full band with me and start singing that. (laughs) Make her mine tonight, make her shine tonight, yeah. She's gonna be Corey's baby tonight. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. Well, yeah, until next time, folks. Thank you all for listening. And, uh, fuck. Stay safe out there, wear a fucking mask, or stay inside. Most importantly, stay gory, and stay warm.